Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. I'm Naomi and here with me today is Clara Amfo, presenter of Radio One's Live Lounge. Clara started off broadcasting at KISS FM and now chats to a million listeners daily on Radio One. Here's Clara's Big Idea. So hello Clara. Hi. And welcome to um, the glamorous canteen of ASOS HQ in Camden, North London. How are you? I'm really well and I'm actually really impressed by your canteen to be honest. I'm looking at your menu for today. It looks delicious. Have you got canteen envy? I actually do. The BBC canteen, even though it's famous, I'm not going to lie, sometimes the food can be a bit hit and miss, but <laughs> right here I'm looking at, oh, dingley del pork, organic stuffed chicken, free range eggs, <laughs> dead and veiled beef. Oh, delicious. Quite hungry to be honest. Um, indeed. So we were going to chat a little bit about your career and how you became such a massive success on the radio and so I just wanted to start by taking you back to kind of how you first got into the industry Um, and it was at at KISS FM yeah it was which is a London station no it's all across the country well KISS initially was a London based station but yeah it's it's pretty much national now um, and it's humongous I think their current tagline is the beat of the UK (laughs) (laughs) which is is quite something and it's true like it was it was an amazing place to work like I loved working at KISS I started out there as a marketing intern and I was only supposed to stay there for about three months I ended up staying for about I think almost six years you know Really? Like fresh out of uni, pretty much. I just, I loved it so much. And it was such a great experience just because commercial radio is quite different to um, BBC where, you know, it's very dependent on big sponsors and stuff. But at the same time, there's probably less people working around like radio shows and all the projects and everything that goes with it. So everyone had to kind of spread themselves out so a bit. you have to do more. Exactly. But it was, but if anything, that was, that was the best thing about it because I made myself kind of indispensable. I think we all did. So I was there as a marketing intern, but I ended up being the assistant to the head of music on the radio station. I ended up like looking after the payroll for the street team. I was outside getting Vox Pops like on Oxford Circus when it was pouring down with rain, just begging people to like, you know, say what things. What were you interviewing people about? Oh, like gosh. STDs and embarrassing things like that. No, do you know what? About nothing, music. nothing like that. It was mainly music. So we'd have to get people to do these um, little ideas. that would be like, hi, my name's Seven Seven. Kiss is my station. And like, I'd have to get them. I'd have to get those recorded off oh, the street but then bad. yeah no it wasn't nothing nothing too nothing too uh, <laughs> nothing too shady it was all right so would that be a good piece of advice from you then to just be in the right place at the right time doesn't matter if you're not interested in marketing that you want to be in that building to try and get a dj gig yeah i think it's about a i think it's about having passion first and foremost that you've got to be into what you want to do even if what you know 
what's presented to you at the start may not be the right thing because I think a lot of people are just like oh you know I think in all walks of life especially in, in careers where a lot of people think I'm in the right do, right building doing the wrong thing I wish I was doing that and I think all these things can can happen you can you can get that promotion you can get that career you can get that move across to whatever department but sometimes yeah you do have to start out doing maybe not what you imagine sometimes that can be the beauty in like career journeys I think a lot of the time we're like oh my gosh I've got to this and you have this one vision and sometimes you find yourself doing something by accident that you love even more than what you wanted to do in the first place do you know what I mean yeah and then how did it actually happen that you got your first show on Kiss was it like someone was off sick and then you were like don't worry I'm really good at chatting <laughs> I'll do it or was it a bit more it was Christmas that? time actually that, that um, gave me my first radio break like, on, on air as you as I guess you uh, know I do I can talk quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> and um, it came up to it was Christmas time I think Christmas maybe 2008 2009 times yeah. and quite a few DJs have gone away to you know like play out overseas or just you know had one time off like, with their family and my old boss Andy Roberts who still runs Kiss he said oh Clara do you want to do some cover shows and obviously I was like uh, yeah because so, at this point I was working in the office just still being everybody's assistant but they'd use me a little bit for voiceovers and things but never to do a full show so he was like do you want to re- pre-record a few shows over Christmas to go out over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and I said absolutely jumped at the chance at, yeah so I just went straight for it and did it and from then on he was like do you know what you weren't bad you were alright so he gave me <laughs> the overnight show to do um, as well as work in the office so what I would do is never sleep ever well there was a bit of that because luckily the overnight show was pre-recorded so what I would do is Monday to Friday I'd work in the office and I'd at like yeah like about 9 till probably 6pm then straight after I would pre-record the overnight show and that would take me about an hour to pre sometimes two hours because I was such a perfectionist I'd want to pretty much do it in real time Aww. and so I'd do that and then from then it just built and built then I finally got given my first live show which was 4am till 6am on Saturday morning oh my goodness <laughs> that was like my first like live 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 show and I remember I was so nervous but I, I loved it man so it's yeah. like the music on Kiss is like a lot of um like, young people's music like dance music hip yeah, hop and R&B, stuff like that drum and bass house like all of it yeah so all the who do you think was listening at four o'clock in the morning and stuff like that people well, who were still up or was it people like farmers and train drivers and stuff it's an interesting one actually you'd be surprised at, as to who's listening to radio <laughs> at, at these hours because um, funnily enough over on Radio 1 I covered my mate Gemma Kearney's show her, well, her old show yeah but yeah. She's, she's moved on now from early breakfast but I covered that show and yeah the, the spread of people is quite something you know you've got people are still out from the night before who are still just like still on it you've got like you know mums who've been woken up by like by their you know their out of control two-year-old who just won't go to sleep but yeah you've got the truckers the farmers milkmen (laughs) like people who are up cramming for revision like so many different types of people listen at at those bizarre hours you'd be surprised and they all get in touch with you because there's no one to talk to yeah basically well i think radio is um it's a companion for a lot of people you know it's it's consistency you everyone has their favourite shows and you know that a specific time on a specific day you know you can always switch on at 10am and, and I'll yeah. be there or you'll switch on at 6.30 and Grimmy's there it's, and it's famili- that familiar voice exactly. becomes your little friend indeed though they don't know you yeah there is that too <laughs> <laughs> and then from doing overnight shows on Kiss where did you go to next was that to one extra so yeah so from doing the overnight shows on Kiss I was then offered to leave the office to become a presenter full time on Kiss because even then by that point she was point, still working yeah man admin. and I was doing Saturday mornings live by 
by, oh gosh, I think July of 2013. So what I was doing was working in the office Monday to Friday, then coming in Saturday morning, doing my show 6am till 10am. So I was doing that and then my boss was like, okay, do you know what? It's time you leave the office now. We're going to get you presenting full time. So then I was doing the drive time show. So I was doing, yeah, four till seven. No, three till seven, Monday to Friday with a guy called Michael. Half the day, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I was doing that radio show. But then all the while, I was slyly demoing for one extra on the side, which is a little bit naughty. So um, you just had your eye on the prize. I and did. You wanted to move up a little bit. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, Kiss is an incredible station. I'm, I'm still such a fan. Like It's amazing what they do. But I love BBC programming so much. Like the resources and just the creativity. I always admired it. So... Um, I slyly made a demo for one extra. They liked what they heard and they kept getting me in for secret demos. I did about eight for them and then they offered me the job to come over and do the weekend breakfast show. Amazing. Yeah, so I left Kiss uh, July 2013. They did get quite a lot of the money's worth out of you at Hey, Kiss, so well, there you, you go. You can't feel bad. I, yeah, I don't feel too, Don't get me wrong, I was gutted to leave. But well, this is it. You know, I, I love the people there so much, I was gutted to leave. But when the BBC asks you to come over, you don't You don't say no. And did you, <laughs> Amazing. And had you, like, trained in broadcasting or did you do a drama degree or anything like that? How did you... Um, get qualified I went to university Um, so I went to uni and I studied media arts with professional creative handwriting yeah that's it media arts with professional creative writing that was it which sounds so like wishy-washy but I honestly truly did learn a lot and I studied that at St Mary's Uni which is part of the University of Surrey and in my last module we had to do radio production and that's when I just totally fell in love with like the idea of really trying to make a career out of it because I've always been a radio fan but to learn how to make it and to create it I was just oh yeah loved it so you were able to imagine yourself really doing it for real yeah totally doing it at college Mm. and um oh something else I wanted to ask you about was um I'm a journalist so I know a lot about this but did you have to work for free to get in did you have to intern or before before kiss or and how did you make that manage with you with your lifestyle did you have to make any sacrifices oh gosh yeah I, I did a little bit of like hospital radio bits and bobs um, I, I used to hang out because I'm from Kingston originally and the local radio station at the time was called Thames FM but now they've rebranded as Radio Jaggy um, but I went there <laughs> a few times right, straight out of the um, Alan Partridge indeed, film indeed um, but yeah, just all, all different bits and bobs. But actually, my kind of formative times at Kiss, you know, I, I got paid quite, you know, a, a starter's wage when I joined there. But there were so many extra hours of overtime that I did, you know, for no money. But I did it because I, I just, I loved it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people shouldn't poo-poo the idea of working for free. Don't get me wrong. I think if you're doing work experience or you're doing an internship, at least try to fight to get, like, you know, your, your travel covered and your lunch if, if, if the people are really if the people are really lovely but I think people do have to stand sometimes you, you do you are gonna have to work long hours for, for little to no money but if you truly love it you're not really gonna care well that was me especially anyway. if you can see yourself progressing I yeah. suppose if it's not if it's not going anywhere it'd be a bit harder yeah but l- luckily I, I have my, I have my vision so it, it worked out right with the, with, the, with the help of a lot of decent people as well I have to say had a good support network um, and how about your kind of 
on air persona and stuff like that and staying calm when unexpected things happening <laughs> or forgetting your words or how have you kind of honed that or did you find it easier to start with it's an interesting one actually I think it, it depends because um, I'll be straight up, straight up honest with you like you know doing this brand new show that I've started taking over from Fern I'm not going to lie I was so nervous really um, when I first started because it's a national huge radio <laughs> show and don't get me wrong one extra I'm still again I'm still one extra's biggest fan I love that station like to, to life but you know the, the volume of listeners in comparison to Radio 1 on Extra is huge so you know even these past few weeks I've had to really relearn my kind of tips about staying calm and just like knowing what you're going to want to say and are you actually and, conscious of the number of people listening yes and no just, when I'm when I'm in it and I'm doing it I'm not really thinking, oh my gosh, there's this amount of million people listening. It only becomes really apparent to me when I'll get a text from like a random part of the UK that I've never been to before. I'm like, how do you know about me? Oh yeah, of course, you listen to me on radio, duh. Like, you know, or if someone, you know, all all of a sudden I get loads of followers on my Instagram, I'm just like, how do you know about me? Oh yeah, forget, I do a national radio show. It's it's, it's such a bizarre, bizarre thing. Because obviously I am not in your car with you. I don't don't see people listening to me. I'm the one providing the action, but I don't see it happen. So no. it's quite it's quite an interesting one. But I've definitely had to relearn, just how to chill and just enjoy it. And then I am. And would you say that your sort of personality on air is just a hundred percent you? Or I would say so. Yeah. yeah, I would. I you, would say you're so. just on a good day. Yeah, like I'm just I'm a pretty chill person. I can be quite hyperactive when I get excited about things, and I start <laughs> speaking really quickly. And nobody can understand what I'm saying. That's me to be like that past. But then, like you know, but then I can have my days where I'm just mega chilled and, and it's all good. But no, I think listen. The most important thing about any type of broadcast, and it's such a cliche, but it's so true, is that you've got to be yourself. Because the minute you try and act like you're somebody that you're not, people see through it, and they don't. And they don't want to, you know, invite you into their homes, and, it's not, and they're not bothered by what you say or what you've got to it's all, it's all about the realness amen absolutely and then you just mentioned briefly your instagram feed yeah. so i was going <laughs> to ask you about that as a kind of topic yeah um everything these days is all about social media so have you had to come up with a social media strategy <laughs> for yourself you know, I, I, how does it tie in with climbing the career ladder i 100 percent have not had a social media strategy like to even have to think about that does make me cringe a little bit it's like, oh gosh no i just post up what i like to be fair i never i never post up anything that i think is going to hurt anyone's feelings or, or offend anyone but to be honest i don't really it's not something that I, something that i do anyway but most of the things i most what do i mainly share i mainly share screen grabs of my ipod or like tunes i'm playing out in the studio or my trainers i'm a bit of a trainer obsessive so i usually do snap like all I like these today. So you're creating your own little brand. Yeah. In a way, even though it feels natural, it's kind of, oh, I'm in, very into music. So you're kind of a music thing. And cakes. And then trainers, <laughs> cakes. Yeah. If you go to a gig or a club, do you feel that you have to kind of check in or represent? I never, I never, I never do that thing where, you, like, where you're like, oh, guess what? I'm, I'm definitely here so people can see my whole map. Some, I don't really turn my location, you know. I think it's, I think it's a bit little bit odd and when you were going through your kind of career things in radio one because you started at the chart show at the beginning of this year yeah that was uh, january 25th yes I, you never forget these dates yeah and um already within a, a mere matter of months you're doing the morning slot which is called the live lounge indeed and so did radio one bosses and stuff ask you about your followers and your 
social media or anything like that. No, I didn't actually, because again, their main thing is just about making decent radio. Obviously, we can't ignore the fact that we are just in in a social media age, but there was no type of thing of like, oh, Clara, I've seen you've got a only this amount of followers on, on Twitter can you up that now that you're going to be doing this show there was never any conversation like that at all and I don't think there ever would be like oh, their main cool. thing is do your job properly yeah. <laughs> but like first of all like because it, it's all well it'd be all well and good me having you know 200,000 Twitter followers if I can't you know talk about tune properly or like press the button then I'm screwed <laughs> that's the main thing yeah. and was it, was it quite hardcore going getting a new job at, at Radio 1 and do they have like a lot of interviews or is it all based on people listening to your show and just thinking when you say a lot of interviews do you mean me getting an artist or press that I've had to do Um, for you so well like job interviews so when you before you got the chart show how did they choose you this is the funny thing it just got offered it to me I just it just it literally just got offered to me I didn't have to audition or maybe I was auditioning I didn't even realize I think that's the thing when my my boss brought me in he said oh you know we heard the work you did when you covered this person's show and we and we and we've been seeing how you've been doing on your own show and we and like we really liked what you do so we want to give you the chart and I was like oh all right thanks didn't realize that you were looking (laughs) listening that hard but I, I, I guess they were and I think that's what's trickled over into to, um, this new slot so you know it's, it's again that was another complete out of the blue yeah surprise it's it, you know the live lounge it's such an iconic show and it's a show that I've listened to and, and and loved but I didn't walk into that building thinking that I was going to get it like if you told me when I left Kiss that oh yeah you'd be taking over Fern Cotton in 18, 18 months a year I'd be like Psh about please like because it hasn't even been two years since I've been there but it's Aww. but it's happened I think it just goes to show you, do you know what you should never underestimate yourself but also never be afraid if your quote unquote plan doesn't go you know the exact way that you think because it, career can surprise you like definitely so you just have to work hard and yeah. then when something comes along seize it seize the day 100% um, I was going to ask you about your friends because you're kind of friends with a group of quite powerhouse <laughs> sassy women. They're some strong ladies <laughs> and guys too. Big up Martello. He's an old, he's an old girl creep and he's a guy. <laughs> and so how does that dynamic work? Does that has that affected your career? Has that made it made it easier for you to imagine? Oh, listen, my group of friends. It's funny. I was just with, with my friend Zainab earlier, and Zainab's like an incredible writer, event producer. She's like proper powerhouse and and, and it's weird because I was just saying to her the other day and to actually my friend Zazie because we did the shoot with ASOS oh, with our crew yeah. of friends oh, gosh that was about six months ago wasn't it now it was yeah longer than that yeah a little while autumn, ago um, Clara and five of her friends um, took part in this shoot for ASOS magazine and the tagline was like we keep the D floor pumping or something yeah, like that yeah we keep the dance floor pumping <laughs> from all her music mogul friends and DJ <laughs> friends how they like to party but um, we know we are the party we, they we are like the, party. They the party they bring the party <laughs> yeah so you're all kind yeah. of making yourselves quite known in your respective industries mm. and how is that is that is it like being in a collective and how has it helped you? It's still, it's a really it's a really lovely time actually for all, all me and my friends just because we've all been with each other from all of our come-ups because don't get me wrong, it's not like we all, it was all like, ta-da, oh great, you're doing this radio show, you're, you're a really uh, like successful A&R, you're a really successful like clothing brand, 
you know, yeah. um, CEO. It, it wasn't like that at all. We've all seen each other when we were struggling with, you know, no money, all at like intern level, <laughs> doing God knows what for how many hours. Like we've all kind of come up together, which and which has been lovely. And we're all each other's cheerleaders, and it's, it's a really, it's a really love, especially at the moment, especially like I say, the last like 2014 and like two, and this year so far has been a really, really great career-wise for all of us. It's just been wicked just to kind of have each other's back. But the thing is, it's not. But I think the thing is, it, it's been really organic. It's not like it was like, oh hi, I've seen you. I'm going to be friends with you because I can see you're going to be really successful in the future. And da 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 da. We were all just friends naturally. I think yeah. we all actually probably we all met each other at Raven, Raven most of us, and just from like round the way and stuff. But also, yeah, because we have kind of crossed over like, on our intern path, and we've all just kind of you know risen up together. And it's and it's and it's a really cool dynamic because we we can all help each other out as well, which yeah. is nice. Um, it's quite mad, isn't it, when people that you used to seeing like for going out, nighttime, fun time stuff, and then it's all getting a bit professional. I know we're all, we're all pretending to be grown ups. It's, it's quite true. something. <laughs> but you're still going out and kicking it. On oh the yeah, weekend. no, definitely. It was all deviation on uh, Saturday nights. Benji B's Benji night B's re- in yeah. East London. Yeah, which is really really cool. Which yeah, like my friend produ- helps produce, another friend DJs that and stuff. So but yeah, so it's cool how these things yeah cross over. So I'd say actually to any girls listening, if you're in a if you're in a you know creative group of of friends. And you can all help each other out. Hold on to that because it's gonna, it, you're going to have such a great time just like bringing each other up in the future, and, you, and it'll be just it's just and it's such a lovely thing to us to work with each other and collaborate with each other, and, and you can end up just being each other's business partners as well as mates. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And who else has helped you in your career? Have you had like um, mentors in the radio industry? Is there anyone you want to? Um... Oh gosh, so many people. It's I, I, again, I've been so fortunate to have amazing people just have my back and really want to support me um, especially in radio um, oh goodness me well starting out at Kiss like EZ's like amazing in DJ EZ he's a wicked really cool positive like focused guy and even though he's like specialist de- like specialist DJ not necessarily a kind of hi guys what's going on kind of DJ just his work ethic and his manner is really inspiring because he's so successful and he's a worldwide known brand you know you ask anyone if, if he could be a bit intimidating by him yeah but he's loving he's so vibes and he's wicked and I think for me that's what you should he, uh, that's what I aspire to because he's so successful and he's he's not an idiot he's just a really cool guy just works hard and that's something to aspire to um, oh gosh at Radio 1 like half the people I work with now to be honest like Gemma Kearney is incredible she's such a wonderful like she's lovely woman she's very cool as well she's wicked she? man she's Gemma's a bit vibes. of an activist as yeah well. proper she's so outspoken says what she thinks she's unashamedly herself I think she's amazing Sarah Cox is like really cool I've worked with her a couple times and she's somebody that I grew up listening to you know on Radio yeah. 1 who I love Trevor Nelson is an extremely good friend and <laughs> mate like honestly everyone it's it's so cliche and it sounds so sickly and so lovely and so like oh my god so shape is like just hanging out you know having chocolate digesters <laughs> and being Nelson's like oh my god just doing great Huh? On Trevor Nelson's yacht. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't own a yacht, to, to be fair, but I'm sure, I'm sure he could afford one. But well, like, but yeah, he's written that illusion. That but um, no, he's a, his house is amazing, though. But yeah, but everyone <laughs> just yeah, I've been surrounded by people who've just given me fantastic, uh, fantastic advice, and 
and and being good to kind of model yourself on. Yeah, definitely. And everyone's and do you know the main thing is as well, everyone's got a great attitude. Like actually, just in like in April, I went to Annie Max Festival. Oh, in Malta. Yeah, and she, she listen. Malta. She, yeah, in Malta, she smashed it. But do you know watching her work around it, she was so calm and just actually let us off enjoy it. And I was like, you're bad man. Like you know, she's got this amazing DJ career. She she's a mother as well. Like she, she's got amazing business acumen. She has a special energy reserve. No, she really does, and it's that incredible. Normal people don't have. But, uh, but you know what? The most important thing is she's a decent person. She's actually she's a nice and she's a nice woman, and she's just safe and she just gets on with it. And again, that's what I aspire to. Just not to juggle all those plates, but in a in a vibesy way. <laughs> <laughs> and have there any been any setbacks or disasters that you've had to overcome or Ooh. resolve? It doesn't have to be like a major thing. It could be. Do you know what? I think it's actually just within myself. I think it's about um, confidence and just like knowing your worth and just staying focused. Because you, listen, nobody is is kind of safe from their own insecurities in the same way I think nobody's safe from their own ego. It's that it's that proper flip side, especially in kind of you know like in in broadcasting jobs because you're putting yourself out there to the public, hoping that they will accept what you do and say. And, that generates and, a bit of anxiety. And, yeah, and just be down with it. It's like you know, well, are people going to like what what I'm into? What I've got to say in X, Y, and Z? And like, am I good enough to do this job? Of course, you have these questions going going through your mind. And I think I'd almost be more freaked out if I didn't think those things. So I think if be a bit arrogant if it's just like oh my god everything I do is just so great I'm just so perfect <laughs> and like you know there's every time I do a link I'd say to my producer like, was, was that okay could I have said that a bit slower did I miss out this bit of information I'm always second guessing myself and there's nothing wrong with that but I think yeah there have been times that we're not you know I have suffered a few confidence crises like oh wow should a bit of imposter syndrome like oh gosh do I belong here should I really be doing this it's like well no should is it be. scary at the BBC it's not do you know it's not scary it's just I will say it's overwhelming but in a good way but it's it's over but I think on a on a funny day you could you could be a bit thrown by it because listen every time I walk into that building I'm just like blood am I allowed to swear on this I'm not allowed to yeah, really it doesn't matter. okay well okay every time I walk into, into broadcasting house I I'm just like fucking hell because it's it's a humongous building. You see the like three letters BBC. Every day I walk in, Harry Styles just walks past you on the you left. Do, you do see a random pop star like floating around, <laughs> and like you know you'll see like all the newsreaders like outside like having their like coffee break. I'm like oh my god! But you read the news at 10 p.m. You're not supposed to be. It's like seeing your teacher outside of school. It's you know, it's, it's quite it's quite something. But you know it's it's like wow, this is the BBC, and, and every day walking to that building it takes my breath away. And I'm like wow, okay, I get to work in it, and it does and it does make you think okay this this is this is a real deal man you can't you can't mess about have fun obviously but I want to be good at my this job this is real life yeah, real absolutely news readers. yeah and then um has anyone given you any amazing career advice that you've used as a mantra for yourself yeah again it does come back to the cliche of be yourself because there's no point because it is it is so much better to be disliked for being yourself than to be loved you know pretending to be somebody that you're not or pretending to be somebody that's going to fit into what you think people's ideals are of what it is to be a likeable broadcaster so to speak so yeah be yourself and it's about mastering yeah 
DYD. That's sort of Angie Greaves. What's told DYD? Angie Greaves is the presenter of, of Mellow Magic on Magic FM. And uh, yeah, because we used to share a building with her when I was in Mellow Kiss. Mellow Magic. Yes. You know, you know the, we all pretend that we don't what listen to Minicab drivers. Exactly. Love. Anytime you're in any type of minicab, you know that you're, they're listening to Mellow Magic. But um, Angie, <laughs> she used to, we used to share the studio because Kiss and Magic used to be in the same, the same floor. And she was one of my kind of radio, radio mentors because she's in, incredible. And she said to me, yeah, DYD, dem- you know, um, what was the word? Dominate your demographic. And she meant it in a way. I <laughs> know, oh, isn't that crazy? DYD, dominate your demographic. That was your DYD, baby. DYD. She just said it to me. But I, think, but I think her point was, it's about knowing your lane and just owning it and, and enjoying it. You know, I'm not out here. You don't try and be all things to all people. Exactly, exactly. Know your lane and stick with it and, and, and enjoy it and, and roll with it. That's not to say you can't grow as, as, as somebody. It's not to say that you can't try new things, but it's about having your core sort of, you know, values as to as to who you are as like a, as a as a broadcaster and and just and sticking with that and, and trying to enjoy that rather than yeah it's like I'm not going to try and go out here and try and be you know um Gemma because I can't be Gemma in the same way Gemma can't be me me and Gemma aren't going to go out here and try and be I don't know uh, Grimmy because we can't be Grimmy and Grimmy can't be us it's that it's that thing you just got to it's quite good advice for life in general really isn't it especially when you're young if you're going to uni or something like that or when you're finding your way any mega mega career highlights that stick in your brain I was thinking of people that you've interviewed maybe like big pop stars but it could be anything so yeah there's been so many career highlights because I'm not somebody that likes to dwell on the past I'm very much kind of like forward 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 but in, yeah but you must have a few special yeah I mean there's been I got nominated memories. for a Sony Radio Award which is like the kind of Oscars of radio I got That's nominated mega. for Rising Star which was very lovely that was really sweet um, oh well done Get, get starting this show to be honest like you know starting this 10 to 1 slot it's it still blows my mind that I get to do it because again you're the new fan well I'm the, I'm, I'm the, I'm the new me I'm the, I'm the new me I'm not, I'm not trying I think someone says to me like oh those are big shoes to fill Fern Cotton's like well look, I'm not trying to wear Fern shoes I'm trying to you know wear my own yeah and, but, you know, and, and Fern gave me that same advice you know it's just about enjoying it and, and taking it on for me and I think yeah that's definitely been a highlight I think being given this show because it's something it's you know as a radio lover and as a radio just appreciator aficionado yeah I don't know it's, 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 it's a, a big, show that it's I've a big deal. yeah it's a show that I've listened to and loved for so long so to be offered it was a flattering very scary I'm not going to lie but a, a really big <laughs> high like, like one I'll never forget I remember my boss he, he brought me in from meeting I didn't know what was going on he said oh Clara remember, remember this day and I said why it's like <laughs> because this is the day no he really did say it like this like proper hand up the drama I was like because this is the day you got offered the 10 to 1 sort of Radio 1 and I was just like oh Oh my god. That is so, so dramatic. Yeah. It was so dramatic no, and he loved it. And he loved seeing how I was like freaking out and crying. It was very Simon Cowell-esque. You know when they do that thing on X-Rex when they try and fake you out like, yeah. well you better go home and tell your mum that you're coming back for the second <laughs> round. Like, do you know what? It was, it was very much like that. But Yeah, um, I was going to ask you one more thing. Yeah. Um, can you recommend any sexy new tunes for the summer? Oh. What are you um, hitting repeat on? Oh, there's so many people that I like right now. What do you want, like three tunes? Yeah, if you've got them. Okay, so there is this girl called Alessia Cara who I think is 
awesome yeah. and she's got a new tune out called Here and it samples an old Portishead song actually um, Glory Box by oh, Portishead oh I know Portishead are. yeah so Alessia Cara she's 18 she's from Canada and she sampled that Portishead song and it's so cool and it's quite, it's quite a sexy moody song but it's yeah. just quite a nice kind of I don't know I'm chilling out it's summertime gonna listen to this like I don't know like in a hammock somewhere watching the sun in the go park. down yeah it's, yeah. Quite, it's quite a dark but sexy tune um, oh there's this guy called Dornick who I'm I'm obsessed with I love him he's Jesse Ware's old drummer actually oh right um, so I first saw him sing when he was um, he was drumming for Jesse Ware but um, you know there's that song that she sings with Santa called Valentine really beautiful song I'm going to say yes I know that tune you, you blatantly know I'm sure you guys listening know that song it's a great song it's on Jesse Ware's first album but he he stepped up and sang it with her live and I became obsessed with him and he's got a tune the out the singing drummer yes the singing drummer Dornick and he's got a tune out called Drive which I love and it's a proper like chill summer jam if you love Frank Ocean and you love The Weeknd you'll love Dornick Defo um, oh gosh what else do I like oh th- there's so many people I could literally go on for ages and ages and ages okay what do you want female male what genre what's a dancey one? Oh, dancey one okay tell you what's a tune I really do like um, Distortion <laughs> yeah um, who produced uh, what's his face uh, Festus Gank for Lethal B he's, oh, right. he's hooked up with um, Sasha Keeble who's on the Disclosure album and um, this guy called Style Jean. it's a tune called I think it's called Put Your Love On Me Put Your Love On Me that's it yeah and it's quite like a carnival got like a dance hall kind of like but big like bassy sound to it and it's just a good good little raven tune oh that sounds like a yeah. good tip Oh, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for allowing me to talk as much as I have. <laughs> I know I do talk a lot, but I don't well, believe in small talk. It bores pa- me. It's all pearls of wisdom <laughs> for the almanac. Thanks, Clara. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. And of course, tune in next week for more My Big Idea.